have a name for this particular one yet, just like I didn't with Disney. I'll come up with it before I release it. Here we are. Um, our uh, high school sweethearts, I guess, the, the sweetheart six, no, the superlative six, um, have just finished uh, engaging in a battle with some uh, monsters who appeared following a reappearance of the wizard they killed uh, 15 years ago, Strevius, uh, Strevius the Ambidextrous, otherwise known as Strevius the Cromulent, Strevius the Silly, and I have one more for him, Strevius the Serious. Um, so uh, he has reappeared. Um, uh, he has taken his wizard's staff with him and uh, left some monsters behind that were just defeated um, in conjunction with the, the Superlative Six with um, somebody else who has just kind of joined into the battle. Um, and so uh, all that's left in the reception hall of this tavern are now the, our six heroes and a, and a collection of teachers or professors from the high school um, who stayed behind. They helped usher all the guests out and they're outside now. Uh, but now all the professors are who is left inside. Um, so now that the fight is over, what are your, uh, what are your characters thinking? What are they doing? I'm going to uh, immediately scan the room and try to find my husband, Roger. Uh, he's not anywhere around. The only people that are around are you guys and the teachers. What happened to everyone else? Um, uh, you were too busy in the battle to see what happened. Um, but there's no like bodies or any, nobody's passed out or anything. So, I mean, it looks like everybody kind of got out safe. Um, I'm super mad that I couldn't take down the stupid hellhound. So I'm going off in a corner, like, you know, <clears throat> why couldn't I get this? I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> I also break a few tables in the, in the process, just FYI. <laughs> Naturally. Um, there aren't people to relish in our uh, victory, although because it seems like no one was around, I definitely plan on telling people I defeated everyone later. So there's that. Um, uh, upon seeing you breaking some tables, uh, Brock, you hear, uh, now that's not how I taught you to channel your anger. Um, and it is your professor, okay. uh, Sir Timothy, Timothy Hexington the Sixth, um, your paladin professor, um, who is a he's a dwarf paladin. Um, it's been several years since he's been um, on the righteous journey, um, so his armor is straining a little bit. You can his chainmail is really kind of like, you know, it's really getting put through its paces today, um, and not because of any fighting he's been doing. Um, and he comes up and he kind of, he's a dwarf, so, you know, he's trying to patch on the shoulder, but he only gets up to about uh, your elbow. He's like, my boy, how, I didn't teach you to smash tables. I told you to smash evil. Yeah, I don't know what came over me. Just, I'm really upset that I could not take down that dog. 
it was a dog. Well, do anything about he's it. from hell, you know. It's... But do you see these muscles? Like, I work out every day, six hours I, a day, and I could not take down a dog. I can feel them. I'm patting them right now. You're very, it's very impressive. Yes. Thank you. Even through your armor, it's... Are they adamantine? What is this? You can stop touching me now. Okay, <clears throat> it makes I, me a little I, uncomfortable. All right. But I'll calm down. Sorry. It's all, it's all right. It's all right, son. You know, some, uh, I've been known to uh, lash out at an unrighteous table in my day. I get it. I get it. I mean, that table looked at me wrong. Just saying. Just throwing it out there, too. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, so, um, uh, I wasn't able to hit that black pudding. Did you see me try? I jumped as high as I could in the air and slammed down, and I got sent flying over there. You can see, look, look, look. and he points. There's, a, there's actually a dwarf-shaped crater in the side of the wall where he was kind of flung against it. I tried. I don't know what happened. I mean, maybe you didn't jump high enough. I mean, you are a dwarf. I can still jump. Everyone has I mean, distance. If you went on a run, you know, maybe once a year, maybe you could jump more. You know, uh, looking like this a armor. young man's game. Don't look very good, man. I'm more into right lifting, now. adding mass. You know, that's what I'm all about these days. Okay, okay. Games. Ah. Are you okay? Do you need like oh, you know, fine. Some medical fine. attention? No, oh, I'm fine. There is like there's like a there's like some uh there's like a piece of table sticking out of his armor, but it's like wedged in the chain mail. It doesn't look like it's hurting him at all. Um all right. well hey sir, I forget your name, mister. It's so good to see Hexington. you. It's all right. Hexington isn't a very tough name. I tr I'm trying to get out of this as soon as I can. It's really awkward. So I, I'm looking for someone to save me. Just saying. <laughs> um, someone to save you. Actually, the fighting teacher comes over and says, Oh, now there, Timothy, don't you give him any lip, okay? He, I saw his technique, and it was just perfect there, don't you know? He went in uh -huh. with hammer and he swung, but it was just, you know, it was the hellhound. He was just very, very dexterous. I, I'm pretty sure I was doing it perfectly, so it's good to know that, you know, someone else realizes father's talent. You've got great form there, son. You just got a, I don't know, you've got a lot of rage in there for some reason. <sighs> no. Uh, maybe I should do seven hours a day in the gym instead of six. Well, you know, you, you could try that, or, you know, um, you could talk to the barbarian guy over here. He goes real good with rage. Okay, 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 okay. Um, speaking of the barbarian professor, it's the uh, he kind of stumps over um, and is leaning against uh, uh, a wall um, next to Olivia. Yeah, Olivia is um, Olivia has become very aware that she didn't get like she didn't work out in her home gym as much as she wanted to this morning, um, and she's like kind of facing the wall and just like. <sighs> Down, bring it down. Okay. One day. What? 
Just keep breathing. Okay. says, keep breathing, everything be all right. Okay. She's like sitting there trying to calm down, but like the him being so close is also like enraging her. So well, I have so personal like... space. I, I am five <laughs> feet apart, you know, that's, plenty, that's reach, you know. And I'm not really in threatened area right now. You know, I, I, I'm not in threatened areas. It's, I've learned this not... opportunity attack after opportunity attack. I have to take oh, many gosh. potions during the day. It's not about it's not about the physical threat. It's that I don't want to talk to you. Oh, I, uh, I understand the rage. I, that is magic, you know. I see your magic. You do. I, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any rage. I can see it in your face, girl. You have much rage. It. You. You actually have. You have rage center here in brain. And rage center here in nose, and rage center here in bottom lip, but only on the right side. It's weird, but the right side of bottom lip. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you see, and then the rage happened. I know, I see it many times. It's just fine. Okay, I start to walk away. Okay, Kozlov <laughs> says goodbye. <laughs> um, where do you walk towards? Um. I'm thinking I want to go talk to Ariadne. Okay. Um, you want to go to Ariadne? Can so, I? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I would be collecting samples of things to learn more about them and to take back to my lab. So I, that's what I would be doing at the moment when you come up to me. Probably some of that gelatinous cube or like the purple, the brown pudding. So yeah, you're just mm-hmm. up jello and gravy and kind of putting them in vials and shaking them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to feign an interest in that for a minute and just be like, uh, so uh, what, what are you looking at? Well, I'm just, I'm very interested in how they were able to animate things like pudding and um, gravy mm-hmm. because typically you wouldn't see the level of consciousness that we have here or the speed. And so I'm just very fascinated at the level of magic going on. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of levels of magic, um, you wouldn't happen to have any spell scrolls on you, would you? Huh? I dig through my bag because I have no idea if I have spell scrolls on me because my bag is a bottomless pit of like vials and books and scrolls and everything I would keep so yeah like I do like preferably like a like a spell scroll that would be you know like appropriate for like a bard (laughs) I don't know I don't think I would have one of those on me okay I have a scholar's pack would there be a scholar's would there be a bard scroll in my scholar's pack No. no Okay. No, no. Yeah, I'm but I do know that if you take these pens, these, these these writing tools, and you add string to them, you can make a wonderful instrument yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I mean, Ariadne, you you know that. Um. Uh... Right before you start to say that, um, overwalks the woman who had the staff, who kind of 
pounded it and unleashed all the energy. And she comes oh. over. Hi. Hi, Ariadne. Sorry, my voice is kind of. I had to use a lot of magic. My voice is kind of weak. Um, how are you? Oh, hello, Professor. I'm just wonderful. Just trying to collect all the things so that I can take it back to my lab and learn more. I'm really interested in how the how the uh, the wizard came back, the evil wizard. I don't really know how that happened. Maybe we shouldn't have brought our staff in here. Really should have thought of that beforehand. I mean, that's part of it, but I mean, wizards coming back from the dead isn't really all that uncommon. Um, they're often liches. Um, but it was kind of weird how he didn't know how much time had passed. Um, normally you can learn that kind of thing while you're in the between uh, wizard and lich stage. Um, it was also really weird how we couldn't really attack anything. Um, I had to use a banishment spell. Huh. That is interesting. I wonder what that could have been. Um, the, this professor, her name is Styla the Puce. Oh, I love that. Um, she kind of looks over at, at Olivia and is like, oh, hi, um, hi, I'm, I'm the wizard professor. Oh, hi, I'm Olivia Duncan Davies, and um, I'm, I'm leaving. Oh, Good to okay, see you. Okay. okay. <laughs> hi, Olivia. Um, yeah, it's weird. I watched, I watched, um, I watched Professor Hexington. He jumped really high for a dwarf. I didn't, I'm gonna have to ask him how he did that. Um, and he didn't, nothing really happened when he stabbed him. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, hey, listen, now that your friend is gone, um, I, I've been studying magic for a long time. And you don't get a name like the Puce without recognizing, like, learning a lot of things. Um, <laughs> that Ray of Frost spell that you cast um, looked less frosty and more, um, what's the word? Um, out. Worldly. No, I'm just, I've just been told that all the time, and I'm actually like looking for new ways to do spells so that like they have different effects and that they're like maybe not as cold. I didn't want this to be as cold. We're in such a small space. Um, I'm gonna bluff that. Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need my dice. Hold on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sorger leans next to Brock and says, nerds, am I right, mate? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, go ahead and roll your uh, deception. I got a, I'll look and see. I mean, you most likely beat this person. 19. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Styla goes, I guess, um, I guess, um, listen, I'm gonna go talk to the sorcery professor for just a second. Um, you keep, you keep, there's also hamburger patties over there. I immediately walk over to the hamburger patties. Um, the, uh, as you, as you I would say Ivy, by the way, is that the hamburger patties? Because it's like, <laughs> Um, standing behind Ivy uh, is a um, is a half elf 
um, who's kind of jogging in place a little bit. Um, this is the druid professor um, named uh, Chris Goodleaf. Um, and he says, Ivy, I could not be more <laughs> proud of the way that you fought. That was the, I'm sorry, can I hug you? Please don't. <clears throat> okay, I will respect your wishes, but know that I am hugging you in my mind, okay? Um, anyway, preferable proud of the way that you fought your circle of spores was literally the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, um, oh, geez. what what do you see with these hamburgers? You're, you're, that, that, well, that looked like a flesh golem, but it was made of hamburgers. Uh, you're way more in tune with like, looks around that stuff than I am. So like, what, what do you, what do you make of this? I see beef that is now returning to the earth to give new life. Ivy is kneeling down puts a hand on this pile of hamburger patties. And as she does, it's starting to rot and mold and fungus is growing up all over the place. Um, oh. It smells awful. <laughs> smells awful. That is- We reduce, we reuse and we recycle. You know- And sometimes reanimate. Recycling, my number one favorite activity to do. We should probably have done this outside in a compost pile, but I love what you're doing. Um, now there's a, there's, um, now the, um, I know that some acid was over there from the gelatinous cube, but we're probably gonna have to pay for the carpet now too from this mold and also from the acid. Also, um, I think Styla may have crushed all glasses and plates um, with her magic. So, um, you know what? We might just have to write this off as a wash, um, but you know, it's okay, it's no big deal. Um, so do, what did you hit? What spell did you hit this with to make it just a hamburger again? It was clear. It was a, a, a magical construct made by the, by Strevius. And so I hit it with a dispel magic and as a, as a hunch, and I got, I think I got lucky and turned and turned it back into back into beef. That is the best idea anyone's ever had in, in a battle. That is incredible. I love it so much. I'm gonna go take a little run real quick and runs out the door um, to go jog and let you get back to your work. Um, Zorgar, you are, um, <laughs> you're not really approached. You kind of, you're kind of skulking around, kind of uh, scoping stuff out. And you see that there's a teacher. It's actually the teacher who was underneath the table um, uh, when kind of the fighting happened. Um, he's the sorcery professor. Um, he goes by the name of Ned Rains. Um, and he's just kind of leaning against the wall, like checking his watch, uh, kind of looking around. Oh, uh, Subhurgar. Hey, hiding under the table, huh? I um, saw you. No, I, I saw, I saw. Uh, I saw a gold piece on the table. Oh right! Oh, can I can I see it? Um. Uh. Yeah. He reaches into his pocket <laughs> and he pulls out a silver piece. He's like, "Oh, I guess it was a silver piece." Right? Oh right, right. It's hard every, to mistake uh, those. Every little bit helps, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, public school teachers, am I right? Uh, like, 
Yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. Um, so, like, so, how's school? School sucks, bro. I mean, um, no, like, it's fine. Like, it's cool. I'm a couple years from tenure, so, you know. Oh, all right on. On that, you know, like, trying to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, how's stuff for you and your, um, your sister? Are you trying to, like, somebody took her or something? Is that? Yeah, it, it was my mom. I'm trying to. Oh, she was that, she yeah. was killed, you know. So. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. So just yeah. family. So I, I forget. Um, oh, it's, it's all right. Yeah. yeah cool. Picking up that sorcery stuff. Learning quite oh. a bit. Cool, cool. Yeah, you know, sorcery is like the easiest thing in the world, right? Like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Real, joke real subject, easy. Like, like yeah. I, like I come to school hungover half the time, and like, <laughs> fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hardly even try. And like, did you even like? Did you learn stuff from my class? Like, if you say no, I won't be offended or anything because, like, I didn't try to teach or anything. Well, uh, you know, yeah, I, I learned so much. Like, you didn't, you just imbued knowledge, and I just <laughs> soaked it all up. I've been called many things, but imbuer of knowledge has never been one of them. Well, uh, you de- you deserve that tenure, mate. I've been I've been called. You know, lots of stuff. Yeah, wait, I shouldn't tell you this. You actually could talk to other students. Stay in school, dude, or whatever. Um, yeah. He kind of he kind of wanders off. Um, All right. He's disinterested in everything that is happening around him. Um, uh, Rosalind, as you uh, are observing the damage to the International House of Lembus's property that has happened um during your watch oh no uh a fae a fae kind of uh a very large fae she's normally fae are very tiny uh this fae is about human sized comes bounding up to you and says so how's my favorite broadway star (laughs) so good how are you i'm good this is this is Deborah Smallings, the bard professor. Oh. Um, she she kind of bumps into you and says, "So, are you lighting up the world?" <laughs> oh, you know it. Oh, that's great! I saw you up there fighting those things. You almost got eaten by that giant cube. Are you all right? I, I'm all right. You know, I'm small but mighty. I'll just. Sit. Small but mighty. Persevere. Fierce. I love it. You always were. I never worried about you once in the class. It was always... I always knew you you were destined for something. It could have been greatness. It could have been working at the International House of Limbus. I couldn't be sure. Couldn't quite put my finger on it, but you were destined for something. I knew there was destiny written in those stars. Well, thank you. Let's, Let's say it was greatness. Yeah, absolutely. Let's say greatness. I love that. Let's keep it super up. And uh, Olivia Duncan, is that you? Oh, hey, Professor Smalling. Get over here, you non-talented. Hi. Yeah, you. Yeah, I say non-talented, but I don't. I don't really mean that. You, you got <laughs> so much talent. I just can't even. You know, I loved yeah. having you in my classes. Are you okay? I saw you fighting with some of those dogs up there. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine. Um, yeah, you know, Professor Koslov, he's, you know, he's doing that thing again. Just, I thought that after high school. Does, girl, you've got to be more specific when you talk about professors doing that one oh, thing. Yeah, no, sorry. Not that one thing. The other, okay. you know, remember right. when I, remember when I was in high school, he used to come up all the time and talk to me about rage. It's, it's ridiculous. Okay, well, as long as he's just talking about rage. Yeah, yeah. Nothing it's weird just, you know, it's, a, it's just annoying, that's all. Okay, all right. Interesting way. Why do you think that would be, Olivia? I, oh, I don't know, Roz. <laughs> um, I just kind of I glare at Roz, just like. Um, I just. Professor Smalley <laughs> does not notice the like temperature dropping like <laughs> between the two of you. She's just like I love this back and forth between my former students. It is just, I love it. I love seeing. Someone, you know, you know what I think. You know what I think. You do you want to know what I think? Oh, uh, of yes. course. Mm-hmm. I think the two of you should get together and do a show together. Rosalind has the pipes. Olivia has the dance, and the two of you could put a show together. And I would definitely think about seeing it. <laughs> Oh, that's so that's so great to hear. You know, Professor Smalley's like, do you have a new single coming out soon? Um, so you should you know, definitely check it out. Single? Uh no, like a singing, like I'm singing on it. Olivia, you should let's hear a little bit of it now. Sing us a bar. I'm oh. sorry, I'm just hang on, hang on. I'm a little bit confused. Did you say you were singing in it or Yeah. Some... You are. Yeah, I am. Wow, so cool. That's that's really that's really something. That's really something. Very proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'll send you a copy once it comes out. Please do. I I will definitely give my hands on that. <laughs> uh Rosalind dear. Yes. Uh, I think I saw um I think I saw one or two plates over there that weren't smashed. Do you want to go check out and make sure that they're not smashed, dear? Oh, yes. I I suppose I have neglected my post a little bit here, haven't I? That's <laughs> uh, okay, Dawn. You just go check those real quick. <laughs> um, as soon as Rosalind leaves, um, Pauline kind of turns to Olivia and says, uh, so how are you? Um, I'm I'm doing well, doing well, yeah. Okay. Well, I couldn't help but notice when you were fighting up there. Mm-hmm. You may, I don't know, need maybe you might need this. She hands you uh, a little note, um, then a little envelope. Um, and when you open it up, it's a scroll of dissonant whispers. Um, and she kind of winks and says, "All right, dear, you you take care now." And then uh, kind of floats off um, as Faye do. Thanks, uh, Professor. The other professors have kind of been standing around and chatting a little bit. Um, and uh, but even though he tried, um, Professor Rains was kind of brought into the discussion uh, with all the other magical teachers. Um, and they, uh, they say, okay, um, 
Uh, Styla says, hey, um, Superlative 6, come over here, please. Um, you guys kind of all gather up, and she says, okay, um, so, um, I don't know how to put this, but you guys all have to go kill Stravius again. My pleasure. Hmm. That makes sense. We should definitely do that. Well, I'm not just... sure we killed him the first time. Um, see, I was also talking did. to other professors, and we came across something that we realized, um, have you, have anybody heard of phylacterial dissonance? Would uh, I have heard of that? Yeah, so go ahead and roll, uh, just an intelligence check. Oh, I have not heard of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unless... Um, you haven't heard of it, but you know that there are some tomes um, in your father's library and also at the school that would have explained this. Okay. Um, but um, the, uh, the sorcerer professor, Professor Rains, walks up and he says, Okay, well, listen. Listen. Um, and Zorgar, you notice that his eyes have lit up for the first time ever. You've never seen him this engaged or excited about something before. Um, this is this is like magic that he's never that people don't really know about, and he's just stoked to be on the cutting edge of it. Um, he's like, All right, guys, this is crazy. Bilateral dissonance. Um, it has to do, um, so you guys know what happens when a wizard becomes a lich, right? He uh, performs a spell and he traps the essence of his soul into what's called a phylactery. Uh, it's a physical object um, that allows him to resurrect as a lich later. A lich is an undead creature capable of spell casting uh, on a wizard's level. Um, so basically, phylacterial dissonance, um, it was a, it was a, uh, side of magic that was banned from uh, from study and discourse and all this kind of stuff uh, due to it being a very unstable branch of magic. Uh, we believe that Strevius has done a lot of research into this. Um, the problem is we just don't know very much about it. We know that we're, we were really bad, like next level bad at trying to fight these things. Um, and he points to the dent in the wall that uh, Hexington left. And he's just like, um, I mean, he left that dent in the wall, stabbing that black pudding. I have never seen him not be able to stab something. Like, he stabbed a hot dog off my plate from 20 yards once with a javelin. Like, I don't understand how he wasn't able to stab that thing. So, um, basically, phylacterial dissonance means that he managed to, he managed to channel his magical energy into a phylactery different than the way that the liches normally kind of turn into liches. He skipped a lot of steps um, and he was able to do that by using uh, willing magical people to accept parts of his soul. Um, basically what he's done is he's found willing people to essentially take pieces of him and um, resurrect him at a certain time. Uh, so we think that he was planning on coming back a lot faster because um, he was really surprised that like the 15 years, you know, had passed. 
it took a lot longer than he was expecting. And uh, basically, he's managed to kind of resurrect himself now with his followers, um, bringing him back. Um, and the staff was kind of the catalyst for it. Um, it. They needed a physical kind of, they needed a physical piece of the wizard um, in order to channel his energy back into it. And when you guys put the staff back together, that was enough for his acolytes to bring him back from the dead, essentially. Um, the problem with this is bilateral dissonance, since it relies on other people to keep him alive, it also binds his soul to people who destroy him in their mortal life. So you and your descendants are the only people who can destroy Strevius at this point. But destroying Strevius isn't as, isn't as simple as destroying Strevius and his phylactery. You have to find his acolytes and get rid of them too. And the biggest problem is we don't know who they are or how many there are. So did those acolytes need to be here in order to resurrect him? Yeah, um, they did. And um, yeah, they had to be here. They had to resurrect him. Um, we just don't know who it is. I mean, it's a big school, you know. Um, we evacuated everybody outside here uh, when the fighting was happening. Um, and we're trying to take a head count, but I mean, we weren't really sure who was here with their plus ones, who didn't show up, all that kind of stuff. Rosalind, do you have the guest list? Can we go oh. through the guest list and see who's not here? Yeah, do, do I, Andrew? <laughs> um, actually, uh, Jessica, uh, Jessica Chalmers is the one with the guest list. Um, we can't find her. Um, we've been looking all over. Um, she's not around. Um, I mean, we've been looking for, but the thing is, there's so many students that maybe didn't show up to this thing and they could have snuck in. I mean, if they were students, they could have come, did whatever they had to do and then bolted. We don't know. Um, what we do know is that with, with his phylacterial dissonance, the staff is the physical representation of himself, but each acolyte also would have had to have produced a phylactery, placed it somewhere important to them, and, um, and then they're gonna have to channel their energy through that in order to bring Strevius back. Cool, so find the acolytes, kill them, Find the wizard, kill him. Cool. Seems pretty straightforward. Can you Find put that staff. in uh, terms of bone sports play? I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I forgot to write down who the bone sport coach was. Oh, it's the artificer professor. Um, he walks up and says, basically, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to, you got these, you got these guys trying to come and sack the center back, right? You, you know that. You were the center back. So they're, they're just trying to come and get you, right? So we got to put we got to put one guy here to block this one. We got to put one guy here to block this one. We got to put one guy to block this one and one guy to block this one. And then you can then throw the skull, you know, and you're hit and you going to hit your end who's, uh, you know, streaking out towards the, the touchdown. And uh, if he catches it, it's over, man. And if they intercept? Well, you know, intercept is a whole different bag of bones. <laughs> bag of bones, you know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, um, I got, I got the play. I got this. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, way, is there any way we can go and see all the people that were evacuated? 
And among the people evacuated, was there like one smoking hot babe? Um, I mean, I'm a professor. I really shouldn't be talking about that. Oh, you know. We've had you conversations. Know. We've had conversations. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Rachel. Yeah, of course. I, I don't, I mean, I can't keep track of your love life, man. I'm just she's, a, so with Rachel. Anyway. She's out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think she was. Um, you know, we got everybody out. Uh, I assume she was in there. Um, you guys want to go see her? You guys want to go out, go see some people? I need, I need to, I need to I, go find my husband. I need some smooches, so yes. All right. Um, they let you outside. Um, Rachel and Roger are both waiting, like, by the front for you guys. And when you come out, they come running up and give you a big hug. They give you big hugs. Uh, Preston, you get lots of smooches. Um, Roger grabs Olivia, gives her a big hug, and then kind of <clears throat> straightens his tie. He's like, <clears throat> sorry, I um, <clears throat> hope that I, um, I was... I was worried, so I gave, um, I'm sorry, I know you don't like it when I, like, grab you without warning you first, so I'm, I'm um, That's okay. okay? Are you, yeah, I, I'm okay. Are you okay? Yeah, um, that really, um, that really aggressive dwarf with the chain mail that's bursting, um, mm -hmm. outside really fast, so, um, oh, good. we shouldn't assume him, right? Like, that's no, no, probably. I mean, well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's we'll a see. public school teacher. Like, I feel really bad about yeah. it, but like, I could. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe we should sue. Okay. Something to think about. We should sue the International House of Lembus. Like, that was their food that attacked it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to call up George, you know, in a couple of days. Oh, should we call him? See. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we can we can talk to him in a couple of yeah. days. Like it's the weekend, so he's obviously not gonna. Like you know, lawyers—they're never yeah, in the office fine. when that's you fine. want them to be. Like, yeah. He'll, he'll okay. answer if I call. Yeah, probably. Um, cool. over with you, Brock. Uh, Rachel's giving you smooches. It's like, are you okay? Are, are you are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, you know, I went batshit crazy on this dog. Didn't die. Didn't know what to do. Um, but you know, hey, hey, you hey, know, do, do, it was a hellhound. Like, those are hard to take down. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I you know, yourself. I started sweat a little bit. Do you have that backup deodorant in your purse for me? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, pulls it out, hands it to you. Look, I think you look fine. Like, I don't think you, I think I don't think you need it, but yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, you know, I get when I start sweating, it can it can be pretty yeah. stinky. So. Well, All you know, right. it's just, I mean, it's just us, right? Yeah. We need to go home now? Uh, you know, no. see, that thing that came back. Previous? Yeah, you know. You have to kill him, don't you? Got to take him down single-handedly. It's what I've been working for my whole life. I know. This moment to come back so I can relive the glory days. You should have oh. seen me 15 years ago. You know what? Actually, do you have yeah. that? Uh, do you have that uh, GoPro that I have you put in your purse as well? I'll st I'll stitch it right here on my armor, so um, you can see the whole thing. We watch it, you know, from start to finish, every little I detail. I, I left that at home. Um, I wasn't no. sure if we needed the GoPro. You know, Rachel, I ask you for one thing. No, I ask you for lots of things. You had the you had the stick. Um, this magic axe that you forgot in the trunk hands you your big or your magic war hammer that you forgot. Uh, yeah, um, lots of stuff. 
So, you know, um, anyway. You know, sometimes, Rachel, I wish you would just put a little bit more effort in, but I'm glad to see that you're okay. I'm okay. I gotta, you know, Rocky Boo's got to go to work. So love you. Get home safe. Um, all right. Well, I'm not, I'm not, all right. All right. I love you too. Um, I give her a kiss on the forehead and then walk away. Um, I, as you're kind of standing off uh, to, to the side, um, this uh, really tall um, half-elf kind of comes up to you and he's like, um, Ivy, um, Miss Putrish, or like whatever. <sighs> that is me. Um, I just... Um, is it, it was like really cool. Um, your circle of sports team was cool. Um, you fought those hellhounds, that was cool. Um, anyway, excuse me, what is your name? Um, uh, my name's Larry. You're you went to school here too? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, um, I was a warlock. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, um, anyway, I also, um, just, just real quick, um, your forest is really cool. I go there to meditate all the time and meet with my, um, elder patron. And, um, ever since you took up in there, um, it's been really cool and nice. Um, I have to go now and turns around and walks away. Oh. Oh. Ivy is speechless to say. Um, Ariadne, um, as you are standing in this parking lot, um, you see a very familiar golden chariot pulling up. Um, as your uh, father hops out, uh, Ariadne, yeah, where are you? And starts calling very theatrically. Um, Ariadne, where are you? Dad. <laughs> ah, my daughter. Walks over to you with like, he likes, he spreads out his arms, but also his wings at the same time. So he's like, got this huge wake kind of as yeah. he comes towards you. And like walks, yeah. gives you a big hug. Ah, are you all right, daughter? Dad, yes, I'm all right. I'm adult! Put your wings away! Just, uh, all right, all right. He puts his wings away. I I know you're an adult, but you'll never stop being my daughter. She cringes in embarrassment while being hugged by her dad. It's good to see that you're alive. And did you have fun with all of your friends? No! No. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. The wizard's back. Stevius is ah, back. Ah, Stevius. Yes, I saw the clouds head towards the high school. Yes, yes. You, you, you saw the clouds head towards the high school? Yes, I did. You you didn't think to maybe... I don't know. Did you know it was Stevius? Yes, I recognized his face in the clouds. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks great. Did, did, Wrong way to focus on that, Dad. Oh. 
evil wizard. He's a lich now or something. Yes, Dad. He is. I've never lich. understood liches. Just live longer. Am I right? Yep, Dad. As a celestial, everyone can just live as long. Mm-hmm. That's right. See, you you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you go home? Well, you're coming with me, aren't you? No, Dad, remember Stebius is is back as a yes. lich. Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't think he's a lich. Uh, there was too much magical interference. It feels like it may have actually been uh, phylacterial dissonance is what it looked like to me. Yes, we're, we're all aware. Mm. <laughs> oh, so you know, great. Oh, oh, you know what? That means you can't come with me, huh? You're stuck to go track him down, aren't you? You put it together, Dad. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, your old man's mind still works, you know, still sharp as a tack. You will always be sharp as a tack, Dad. No, no Go home and never hug me in public again. Oh, well, I wanted to make sure you were safe. I, you know, I get worried because some of your spells never really work the way they're supposed to. I saw that ray of frost that you tried and it kind of sparkled differently than frost does. I know how frost sparkles. You know, I used to live in the realm of snow. And I know how snow sparkles. I do remember that one winter. Mm. It was wonderful, wasn't it? Bracing. No. Um, but mm. I'm, you know that my magic is different and that I'm experimenting with new things and I really don't appreciate it when you tell me that it's just not the way it should be. Oh, oh, well, you know, should, supposed to, what it looks like to other people, you know, it's all very important. Um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't parade your magic around, but, you know, I understand that you're experimenting, which is great, because that means you're researching and you're embracing magic. Must always embrace magic and knowledge, Dad. And that's what yes, I'm trying to do tonight by mm. defeating Stevius. Mm. So I need you. Mm. You need me to. Why don't you walk home and leave the chariot? Can I take it for a drive tonight? Like my friends and I can. Chariot? Take- no. Mm, um, no. No. Um, but luckily for you, the clouds did go to the high school, which is just across the street here. Oh, so well, that's helpful, Dad. It's perfectly fine. If you were to take the chariot, it would be overkill, to be honest. Like, you would have to wait for the traffic to subside, and you'd have to, you know, make your left turn, and then there's a left turn over there on Williams that's just horrible to try to take this time of night. Like, it's awful. There's so much traffic. You take a left on there, and then you have to go all the way. If you just walk, you could jaywalk. Well, don't tell the paladin I said that. But he has not, like, changed his tenor of his voice at all. Don't tell the paladin I told you to jaywalk. Yeah, but you could do that and get to the high school faster than any chariot. That's true. Uh, I want to not walk home. Ah, well, I shall bring the chariot to the high school. After I am done, going, I have to go home for a bit. I will bring the chariot back to pick you up. Uh, once, you have done, once you are done with your blood quest. Uh, very, very excited for your first blood quest. Not the first, Dad. Defeated Stevius like 15 years ago. Ah, yes, but that was a fluke. This is a blood quest. 
And uh, he says, good luck to you, daughter, and good luck to you, Superlative Six. And he kind of flaps out his wings and heads back towards the chariot again. At least he's going home. At least he's going home. As he's going, you hear him yell, and like points his hands into the air. So I walk up to uh, Ariadne, right? So I walk up to Ariadne, put my arm around her and say, let's get back in there. And by the way, you know, it's not cool to jaywalk. <laughs> I shrug his arm off like, I wasn't going to jaywalk and you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> trying to um, help you out there. Okay. So um, uh, what do you guys want to do now? I just want to say that Rosalind has been going through the crowd being like, are you okay? Are you all right? All is well. The superlative six has it covered. We will defeat. <laughs> to anyone who will listen. Every, everyone's like, okay, sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> Why don't you call the wizard cops? Like, they could probably handle this. Doesn't have to be you guys. No, no, no. We defeated him before and we shall again. Ah, cool. Ooh. Um, did we all hear Ariadne's dad um, like announcing that he saw Strevius go across the yes. street? Like he was not he was not keeping his voice down. He never does. I would have tried cool. to come like find everyone to be like if you didn't if you didn't hear my dad, the high school. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, so you guys headed to the high school? Well, before we head to the high school, I meet up with my, uh, you know, jock buddies. I'm like, yeah, go do oh, this. Rock, what's up, bro? Dude, I gotta go kill this guy. Oh, dude, did you take down those dogs? Like, like you, you must be, like, the new Michael Vick or something. You took those dogs down, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I'm just, I, I got, I gotta go take this guy. Thanks for the pump up, like, oh, help me get in the zone. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, hey, do you want to do one more for like, for like old times? You want to do one more time? Please, please, one more, one more. I need it. I need it. All right, all right. <laughs> and they all get up, and then there's a four way headbutt as you guys just bam, and then separate. Oh, oh, yeah. Good, bro. Um, I'm going to turn to Roger and be like, okay, so I have to go kill this wizard with these idiots. Oh, so, um, do, you, do you need help? I, um, I, I mean, I, I could help or like I could call somebody to like come and help or like I could get the, I could get the wizard cops here like that. Like I'm really good at that. I mean, like it wouldn't be bad to have the wizard cops here because, you know, they could help keep everybody else okay. safe, but you, you, you know, there are, Oh no! Don't don't call George. There's nothing he can do. He's a lawyer. Well, I mean, What's he's like the fixer. Like he could he, he I, something. I oh. don't know. Sure. I mean, best judgment, I guess. But um, yeah, you should probably stay here. Um, it might get ugly in there, and there there are things that you probably don't want to see. So, I mean, yeah. I've I've seen <laughs> I've seen people fight before. Like, like do you remember yeah. that that we went to that. What do they call it? Boxing match? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was, that was something. That was, that was something. Yep, that was something. Um, and I mean, you know I love boxing. But yeah, no, that's... Uh, I mean, 
I just, uh, I, I just want to keep you safe. So maybe just, you know, stay here. Oh, all right. Um, sure. Um, you got your sending stone? My what? Oh, sending stone. Oh, yeah, I have my sending stone. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll call you. Um, um, good luck, I guess. Okay. Um, I awkwardly, like, give him a kiss on the cheek. Oh. Um, he goes to give you one, an awkward one right back. Okay. Um, all right. Um, uh, okay. All right. Uh, bye. Bye. Um, so are you guys headed to the high school now? Um, as you go, Rosalind and Ariadne, you are reminded of the conversation that you had, that, that each of you had with Olivia um, separately about um, why she only used her bard spells. Um, and now that you guys have kind of gotten away from the rest of the group, um, you guys feel a little bit more comfortable to kind of bring it up. <laughs> like with each other or am I am I with them or? Yeah, so like the six of you are heading to high school, you've kind of broken away from the class, your classmates and all that kind of stuff. And you're just, you know, you're jaywalking now trying to get to the high school. That's cool. So Olivia, I just, I have to wonder, why, why didn't, why did you use only bard spells in, in the bar? Um, I mean, I mean, you guys know, like, I don't, I don't want everybody knowing that I'm a barbarian. Like, is your, it's, it's just really embarrassing. Does your fancy what? pants husband not know Olivia? Oh, no, he doesn't know. I mean, you guys, you guys have no idea how hard it is when I start like tearing up. Like every morning, I have to get up. I have to rage three whole times. Like I'm like kickboxing and like I I pummel like three or four different punching bags into oblivion every morning and then I have to hide them in the dumpster and put on all of my makeup and shower and pretend like I just woke up this way and and he just never knows and I can't tell him he he married me because he thought I was a cute bard like what is he gonna think I mean but wouldn't it just be easier to tell him like and no offense we're about to, fe to fight Strevius it would just be much more effective if you would just kind of like Hulk out, you know. I'm, I'm not trying to get between your marriage here. That's between you and your husband. But like, we got a mission, yeah. and like, we have to be at our best and using the best magic possible. And that means like embracing yeah. your true self. I mean, I, you guys, it's been so long. It's been. I mean, the last time I actually like raged out was when we fought Stravius. Like, it's been a long time. I don't. I don't know. I'll. I'll think about it. I put Blunt. my hand on Olivia's shoulder and say, as the greatest bard once said, to thine own self be true, Olivia. You need to be true to your real powers. Okay. I shrug into that. I shrug yeah. Riley's hand off my shoulder and just go, okay, well, thanks guys. Thanks for not thanks for not telling everybody back there. Not my business. Just looking for the most efficient way to fix this. Yeah, it took a lot of self-restraint not to tell everyone that you, you know, rage. <sighs> I mean, that's impressive for Rosalind because she got the biggest mouth possible, doesn't she? Hey! Just truth. Just truth. Just open knowledge. <laughs> I lean over and say, 
you want some good sage advice, you're never going to get anywhere by lying. You, can't, you just can't lie. You just got to come clean to yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, make, a, make a persuasion <laughs> check on that one, Zorgar. It's an 11. Okay. Um, uh, Olivia, I need you to make an insight check. Okay. Uh, that's in 18. Okay. Um, you look at Zorgar and um, there's a moment of game recognizing game happening. <laughs> um, and, you're, and you're just like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And I kind of give him that like half nod. <laughs> um, I think uh, Ivy would probably also have overheard this a bit and would lean in and just say, you know, I've never been ashamed of who I am. But then again, I don't have friends like you do. Oh, Ivy, we're your friends. And I put my arm through Ivy's arm and just say, you don't have to be anybody but yourself because you're lovely. Um, as soon as you put her, your arm through Ivy's, some mushrooms start to pop up on your uh, armor a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I like let go and I like start just really act it like aggressively trying to brush off all the fungus. Oh, it's so fun to have the gang back together. Um, as you guys approach the school, um, I need um, Ariadne and Ivy and Zorgar to make Arcana checks for me. I got a 10. Yeah. Ooh, 30, 20. Nice. I got a 15. Nice. Um, so uh, Ivy and Ariadne, um, you cross the threshold. You guys have crossed the street, kind of going down to the high school. Um, and there's like chariot park. There's like a chariot parking lot um, in front of the school. There's like a, like a U shape where, you know, people can drop their, uh, students off. As soon as you cross the threshold off the street onto the sidewalk, um, you get this feeling in the back of your like, like, like your teeth are stinging, um, and you kind of, ah, ah, you kind of like got like a kind of a metallic taste in your mouth, um, and you, uh, the the two of you, um, when you guys were approaching the high school. Um, Thaddeus had told you that he could, he saw the cloud going toward the high school and saw that it stayed there. Um, nobody's been able to see the cloud, um, but now Ariadne and Ivy, you can see a cloud trail on the ground leading into the school. Um, and it's like, you guys have now arrived at the school and there's not really, it just looks like a school, um, but you two can actually see like a cloud trail going in there. Does anybody else ex- see that that trail of like black cloudness and experience this weird unpleasantness in the back of their mouth Anyone? oh yeah you guys are just now noticing that uh go ahead and get a yeah on that it's one, Zorgar. which which one uh zorgar make a deception oh deception yeah the 22 um <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
And I for, and I seem to recall that we homebrewed something with your class specifically that every time you lie, you roll um, when you cast a spell, you uh, roll a d twenty, um, yeah. to see if you roll on the wild magic table. So that would be the next time you cast a spell, you've got two chances now. I'm keeping okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, yeah. Zorgar apparently sees this black trail as well. Well, why don't you lead? No, I wouldn't know this, but uh, uh, well, I think I think that's what we should follow. But I I don't want to go first. Courtney, um, Olivia, can can you go in front? Sure. Um, I like. Let's walk straight. Don't okay. worry, I'll be right behind you. Okay. Um, before I go, like I'm wearing a gown that has like a high slit, and I'm I have like a very ornamental dagger on my thigh so I pull that out and I'm just like okay here we go like swinging this dagger I clearly don't know what to do with this dagger um so yeah. you guys cool. Go you guys into the school um the cloud trail kind of winds around a little bit um uh, Ariadne you're very familiar with this pass it is leading you to the library um so you guys are headed to the a library which incidentally is called the Thaddeus the Thoughtful Library um, due to a very generous donation uh, from a rather famous wizard. Um, this library is one of the most robust um, in the state um, as far as uh, public school libraries go. Um, so the Thaddeus the Thoughtful, uh, there's a big plaque in front of the library. Um, you walk in, there are several paintings of Thaddeus in various um, states of reading, thoughtfulness that kind of line the walls. Um, there is a Thaddeus, the thoughtful circulation desk, uh, book drop. Um, there's a Thaddeus, the thoughtful um, study area over here. Um, there is one section that is not named after Thaddeus. It is actually named after Ariadne. Um, it is the children's section. Um, of course. There are board books and picture books and uh, all that kind of stuff um, for teachers and their kids and uh, you know research projects, that kind of a thing. Um, and as you guys into the library, you hear Andrew, do you want me to screen share this? Um, sure. Okay. While she is doing that, Ariadne goes, I forgot what disdain I felt for this library. How can you ruin a place of knowledge? And Thaddeus the pompous can. Um, so Pick up a book and say, I think it's been 15 years since I've held one of these in my hand. <laughs> uh, this place is called a library, Brock. Just, um, I don't know if you... These are books. <laughs> it's been a while. So you, you enter into the main building, um, and then you hear, uh, kind of from over here, where I'm indicating behind the circulation desk here, oh, who is oh, who there? Well, I know who it is. Do uh, yes, it is the Aarakocra librarian um, who works here, uh, Mrs. Uh, Pennyfeather. It's us, Mrs. Honeyfeather. Uh, no, no, uh, 
Ariadne, is it? You're here. Brock Jorgensen, you put your put that away. Um, uh, I don't want to see it. Take it after class. I dropped the book. <laughs> you dropped you dropped the book. And she jumps up and like flies over, grabs it, and kind of gives you a look. Scrambles back to the circulation desk, sets it down, and kind of smooths it out. It's okay, my dear. It's fine. It's a terrible. The 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 bone boy over there hurts you. It's okay. It's okay. I think you know our gym's doing a special. You know. Um, and I think it'd be great for you to get outside and go Who's running. Who's Jim? And why is he special? You know, it's just good for you. Oh. Instead of spending all day with these books. People are always trying to set me up with Jim this and and, and Stephen that. I'm not. I love books. Um, Ariane. Okay. Uh, perception check. Oh, I got a nat 20. Um, Mrs. Pennyfeather has always been a little, she's very old, and she's always been a little kind of weird. This um this is not normal. Um, you suspect that it's entirely possible um that a memory charm or a memory spell has gone wrong, and she is no longer in possession of her full faculties. Do I suspect that she did this memory charm or that maybe somebody else did it to her? It's been, it, someone else has done it to her and it is very recent. Okay. She's still sitting there smoothing out the book. It's okay, that nasty, you know, it, it plays the the bone, bone break. Mrs. Honeyweather? Mrs. Honeyweather? Have you, mm-hmm. I need to ask you a quick question question and then i'm gonna have to ask you to exit the library and the whole school in fact well i live here i I know you live here and my father and i love how well you've done oh your father's that is is he here i'd love to see him he's outside and as soon as you answer my question Uh you can head outside and you can Uh see okay Has anything or anyone or any like cloud of smoke come through here? Do you, is anything Smoking's at all? Smoking's not allowed at this school, young missy. If you're going to smoke, I'm going to wrap your knuckles. No, 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 I'm not smoking. I'm asking if you've noticed any. Have I noticed any? Well, yes, it's a high school. There's smoking all over the place. I go into the girls' bathroom and there's all kinds of smokers. And and then I went into a potions class once and everyone was smoking and the pots were smoking and I, I turned on the fire alarm that time. And and then everyone got really mad at me. Um there's lots of smoking. I don't like smoke. It's in my feathers and and um it's, um uh, Olivia, Duncan, put down that smoker tour you have. I don't like it. My dagger, and I'm just like. Yes, like, put it down. I don't want to have to tell your uh, your brother. It's okay. It's 
it's okay. I like pat her on the shoulder and I tell her everything's gonna be okay. And then I like look at the group and I go, does anybody have a spell to dis? Does anybody know anything to dispel a memory charm? Yeah, dispel me. I'll dispel you. And she pushes like with a surprising strength for like an old woman. Pushes yeah. away and flies up. And there's like a second story of this library where her nest is, and she flies up there and goes, and then just kind of like roosts down. Okay, maybe we should just let her be. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, or I'm going with Stevius, uh, might have put like a memory charm on here so that she doesn't remember what's happening most recently. So we just we just need to be aware that she's there and that we're on the right path. Um, so I can do. I can try to detect some magic. See if that might help. Anybody in the group agree with that? Yes. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, why not? That would be incredibly helpful. Go for it. Okay. All right, so All how, right. Do you, how do you cast this Detect Magic spell? I, I draw uh, some runes into the ground with my finger and into the dust, and they start to glow. And from the pattern. Okay. So. Um, so you do detect some stuff. Um, first off, Ariane is right. There's been a alter memory spell cast on um, Mrs. Pennyfeather. Um, she, um, more specifically, she uh, what's been erased from her mind is any knowledge of the term phylacter phylacterial dissonance. Um, been completely wiped from her mind. Unfortunately, um, given how much knowledge she has and she's accrued over the years, um, removing something of that like specificity would require pulling out all kinds of memories. And in the in doing so, the magic overworked her brain. Um, she now can barely remember. Um, she can remember people, but she doesn't remember very much. She doesn't know how old people are anymore. Um, she's kind of in a bad state at this point. Um, the other thing that you detect with your detect magic, um, this is kind of like a, this first area that you're in right here has the children's section, like the young adult section. It's kind of like a, like a high school library would be some reference books and stuff like that. Um, but you can tell that there's some really powerful magic coming from the doors to the north. Um, and you can tell that there's something else going on, um, over there. Ariadne, you know, that that is like, it's not like the restricted section of the library, but it is like the adult section of the library, one that's got a lot of magic tomes, more advanced magic for people higher for of a higher level than high school. And all the Harlequin romances. I mean, yeah, but that's like those are like hidden in teachers' desks and stuff like that. They're constantly checked out. Um, um so yeah, you can you can detect that effect on Mrs. Pennyfeather and then also up to the north there. Well, that's not good. Um, he, if, if it's coming from that section where Ivy's telling us, that's the books with like the real specific powerful magic, which might not be in our favor. You would also know that any mention of phylacterial dissonance, if you wanted to learn more about it, 
would be in that section rather than in this main section that you're in. But I feel like that's where we have to go to figure out more about uh, the dissonance. All right. I mean, the sooner we get out of here, the better. So let's do it. Or Stevius could just be luring you into your into your most likely place you would be going. That is a fair point, Ivy. Um, but I'm not sure if there's another way to approach this. Is there a back door to this section? Is there like a way we can sneak around, or is it only one way in? No, there's only one way in. Um, Thaddeus paid off a lot of uh, the fire code people because they wanted to install a fire but he wouldn't let them. <laughs> he, said, he said if the library were to go up, then people should consider it their honor to, per to perish with the books. I relay all of that about my dear dad um, and go, but I'm open to other suggestions on how we should approach the situation. I'm all for a not guns blazing approach. I don't know, I kind of feel like if we're, in order to end this, we have to kill Stravius, and, you know, if we're going to the place where he is, even if we know it's a trap, you know, that's where we have to be anyway, right? I mean, one option is Olivia and I could go in there first to see if there is a trap, because, you know, we can handle this. It's nothing. I mean, if Zorgar wants to come too, I mean, you're up for it, man. Like, we can go spring this trap in, but Oh, oh uh yeah yeah I, I totally yeah yeah of course uh is Orgar lying again yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> gotta make sure i got my, my checks down right um all right so what are you guys gonna do yeah i can i can go in there with uh with brock and zorgar and you guys, can always, you guys can always try to sneak as well you don't have to like kick the doors down yeah so one option is I have darkness, which it's magical darkness, um, and it spreads from a point that I choose. And so even creatures with dark vision can't see through it, but I can see in it. So if we wanted to, we could put darkness over there and then like I could recon and then sneak back out. How long does that last? Mm. 10 minutes. Hopefully I can get in and out in 10 minutes. Because if we do have to go back in there within that 10 minutes, then we'll all be blind. That is fair. I've re recently learned this new new thing where I can make like a, an illusion. So if we need to make a distraction or something, um, we can, I can, uh, I think I know how to conjure something like that. I like the illusion idea. As fun as it would be to go in there and just, you know, tackle it and beat it with my hammer. You know, I could save my energy for actually Stevius. So I like the illusions. And yeah, protect those muscles, man. Yeah, you know. I also have spells that can uh, make the ground very difficult to move through. So if there is something in there, even if they're in the dark, I can make it very painful for them to leave. I can go invisible. <laughs> I guess I should have mentioned that one. <laughs> We're just full of bags of tricks, aren't we? Yeah, let's send Ralph in. <laughs> you Ross know, is yeah. a very capable bard. 
Maybe we should. Maybe we could send an illusion in first, see what happens, and then Roz goes in with a uh, with her invisibility on. Yeah, we could also we could send Roz in at the same time as the illusion, so that way they're so distracted with the illusion, she's got a better chance of being sneaky. Also, what the spell is is I can any creature I touch becomes invisible. So if someone else would like to do that and just have me touch them, I begrudgingly admit that Olivia might be a little stronger than I am. <laughs> yeah, that's but, fine. But Rosalind, you know, your size, invisibility, yeah, that's great. Olivia's size, invisibility, she might knock something over. Excuse me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even I, mean, I know you can't judge her. You can't talk about a woman's size. <laughs> not very courteous. You know, I am just saying, practicality-wise, smaller, invisible might be better. No offense towards Olivia, I promise. Just thinking <laughs> strategy, like in football, you know, or I mean, bone sport. Sometimes you pick the little guy. Hey. My eyes are narrowed and you can kind of see the gears turning in my mind as I'm trying to think of the best way to slowly take you apart. <laughs> I realize I'm talking myself into a deep pit and uh, stop talking. Well, I will play whatever role I'm destined for. I do have heroism that I could grant to uh, Rosalind if she's a little scared. I'm not saying I'm scared. I'm saying that I want to position our team as best as we can to defeat whatever might be back there. Um, you hear from up in the second floor. Some of us are trying to sleep up here. Go kill the man and don't kill him. Just don't get blood on the rug. So now we know that there's someone actually in there. Except Brock would not recognize that. <laughs> I am all for sending in Rosalind. I think this is a great path for her. Yeah, agreed. I accept. Yep. I will do it. Done. Sounds good. Are we also sending in an illusion? Or just. Sure, why not? I can make something snappy. Okay. All right, what's the illusion that you're casting? Um, Movement. What? What are you? What spell are you using? Minor illusion. So I don't know if it can move. I know it can like make sounds, or it can be an object. Um, I will send in a. Um, just I'll make an illusion of a. Can I make an illusion of the? The librarian lady? Sure. Absolutely. Right. Um, so it doesn't look like it doesn't say in the spell description you can make it move. So wherever no. you rest it is kind of gonna be wherever it is. Um Okay, so where 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 are you gonna be, Rosalind? I don't want to lure it right to you. Are we moving down this hallway on the right? Yeah, where do we need room? to go? Yeah, so the door is up to the <laughs> north there. Um 
Courtney's going to scoot the map over so you guys can see. I guess it's to the east. Yeah, to the east. So um, there's a corridor there. There, um, I forgot to I forgot to ask Courtney for this, but there's a set of double doors at the end of the hallway um, that open up right there um, into the other library. Um, so yeah, there's a set of doors there um, that would allow uh, entrance into into there. You know, so I was just gonna say that I would put the illusion like right there, so then Rosalind can you know, go anywhere she wants back there. Okay. All right, so is that what you're doing? Um, you're gonna have to open the door, Rosalind. Um, are you gonna open it uh, stealthily or are you just gonna open it? Um, have I already done my spell? Um, before, yeah, like you, you haven't done your spell yet. So like, okay. um, just whatever you guys are um, right. So, like, if you're doing the illusion there, um, <coughs> um, it would make sense to like open the door, or try to open the door, or something like that, before you put the illusion there, so that way you can get in. Oh, okay. So i I need to open it before I cast invisibility. Well, you, well, you can cast invisibility before you open the door, um, but the illusion needs to be cast like. Okay. It's some like immediately afterward or something like that. Got it. Um, do you, that makes sense? Do I need to roll for that? No, I, I think you just what, what's the spell? Just invisibility. Yes. Um, so I touch the top of my head and do kind of a little twirl like a ballerina. <laughs> okay. Um, and I disappear. So she's not invisible. Yeah. Um, oh, that is cool. So I guess I tell Zorgar, like, okay, we need to time this precisely so that I open the door and the illusion goes out. Do you want to open the door stealthily or are you just going to open it? Um, I mean, I don't think I need to do it loud, loudly, but if, like, if some, it's going to look like someone's walking through it, it doesn't need to be stealthy, does it? I would say no. I'll just open it normally. All right. So door opens. <laughs> um, Rosalind runs through. Oh no, my doors. Um, I'll just clear my way. Um, door opens. Uh, Zorgar casts his illusion. Uh, Mrs. Pennyfeather. Casted. Uh, you hear a voice go. But what, what, who's there? Who's it? You old bird. You get out, get out of here. Get, I told you to stay out. That was the one thing in your stupid mind that you should have been able to get out. Go, go away. So what do I see? <laughs> I'm being very stealthy kind of watching everything as I walk to make sure I'm not tripping over anything or so what you see is you see lines and lines of bookshelves um lots of bookshelves um stacks and stacks of books you can tell there's kind of a magical aura happening in here through the stacks you can see towards the end there there's some tables as like a study area um in the middle of the study area is a mage 
Um, you can't really see who it is from where you're at. You can, you're a little bit too far away. There's a mage. Um, and then there is a projection of a skull um, behind the mage. Um, and uh, that is pretty much all you can see at this point. It's pretty dark in there. They've, all the torches and lights have been put out among the stacks. And the only light is coming from like the area up there with the tables. A couple of lit candles on the tables. Um, I'm going to get closer to the mage. Okay. Is the mage sitting at a desk or? Um, the mage is standing in front of a table. Um, go ahead and make a stealth check. Yeah. You are invisible, but that doesn't mean your feet won't hit the floor. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm quiet. Um, that's a nine. Okay. The... <clears throat> The mage goes, I thought I told you to get out, bird brain. And the mage kind of gets up and starts walking towards uh, Zorgar's illusion. Um, is there anything on that table that the mage was at? Uh, make a perception check. Um, that's a 21. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> there are a lot of skulls kind of set up on the table. There's some candles. Um, in the middle of the circle of skulls um, is a, uh, it's a big it's a big um, embroidered R from a letter jacket. Um, you know is the R of Richmond High School. Um, mm. So it's a big R that's sitting there. Um, you can you can sense um, the skulls are they're kind of pulsing with like this kind of greenish sickly green light, um, and the mage um, before you open the door you can tell was kind of had had her hands up here kind of doing something, and she put her hands down and the glow is kind of starting to fade away a little bit, um, and the mage walks over um, to Zorgar's illusion. Um, it was pretty close, about about 20 feet away. Um, it says, hey, get out. I thought I told you to leave. Can you hear me? Are you deaf? Did that memory charm also deafen you? Hey, get out. Get out. And she casts um, Mage Hand, and it goes right through the illusion. Um, and she goes, ah. Oh, bugger. Damn. Stravius, they're here. And uh, she turns around and runs back towards the uh, tables. Um, oh boy. What? And she, you see, as she gets back to the table, she closes her eyes and crosses her hands and starts to uh, hum. She starts to kind of mutter some things. Can I roll an arcana or history or something to see if I know anything about what? she's mumbling or the skulls <laughs> sure go ahead um that would be an eight um can't really tell what's going on um but it's but you can tell it's not good um it's not good for you it's not good news for you guys um she begins to hum and um as she does or she's not humming she's she's kind of muttering an incantation as she does so the shelves start to shake. Um, all the books 
uh, on the shelves begin to shake. Um, and then there's a there's a bright circle of light that appears uh, in front of her um, right here. Um, a really bright circle. Um, and you can see some of the books are kind of starting to float over to that circle. Um, and then, yeah, there's a giant book construct, a giant book golem um, has been formed right there. Um, you see the statue in the back, um, just kind of stands up a little bit straighter and hops off its plinth and starts to head uh, towards uh, the bookshelves as well. Um, and um, four hellhounds pop out from little circles uh, around, um, I'm gonna put one here, one here, one here, oops. Lost my drawing ability. One here, and then one here. Um, and you can see the hellhounds start to sniff the air a little bit, and you know that um, your invisibility spell isn't gonna fool those hellhounds. Um, and the you can kind of see the mage now is, um, she's drawn her cloak or her hood over her cloak and says, I must hurry. And she crosses her arms again and begins to uh, mutter even quickly, even more quickly than she had uh, before. Um, quick question. So for the rest of us who are still out in the hallway, did we feel like the rumbling and stuff? Um, yeah, you guys can feel a little tiny on. rumble as the book started, as the bookshelf started to shake. Cool. I think Olivia's and just going to go in. Can I just say I'm very disappointed you didn't uh, put in a a dragon, perhaps a, a bookworm. <laughs> Set a bookworm. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> fair criticism, and I will try to work on my pun, my monster puns, uh, for next time. I run in with Olivia. Run in. Um, how close am I to the mage? Um, how close is she to the mage? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, six. About sixty feet. But you I'm. Have line and am I still there are invisible? Anyway. What's that? Am I still invisible? Uh huh. Um, I know they're running in, but I so I want to run up there to the mage, and close enough to touch her and use bestow curse. Um. Okay. Go ahead and start running that way. I need to do a couple checks real quick. Which way do you want to go, Roz? Do you want to go this way or this way? Um, I'm going to say go over one <laughs> to avoid the hell. Okay. Um, down that one. Yep. Okay, I'm going to need you to make a stealth check. So that's 30 feet that she's moved. Okay. Oh, if only we were stealthier. Okay, sorry, I need a flatter surface. <laughs> My floor. Twelve. Um, as you come out from the books, the hellhounds start sniffing, and one looks directly at where your invisible form is, and you can tell that he sniffed you out. Nah. Um, 
So that was 30 feet. So if you want, you can you can run up to the mage, uh, but the dogs will chase you. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, do I get another chance to attack before? Um, yeah, it's like- visible. The dogs have kind of clocked your scent, but they're still kind of they're still looking around because you, you're not visible. They're normally sent, they're used to smelling something and then seeing something, so they're still a little bit confused. But if you were to like run past them, then they would be able to track you by like your scent moving. So you can you can be right there and cast something. It would end your invisibility, but you can cast that. Yeah. Um let's cast Thunder Wave at him so I can hit first before I feel uh, like we gotta start attacking soon. <laughs> we just check to make sure what this what the range is on that. So that is a fifteen foot cube based on yourself. Yep. And so I don't think you're in range right there. To get the hellhounds? Oh, the hellhounds, yes. Not the mage, though. That's fun. The hellhound um, and the book golem as well. It gets those books, you, too. She would get these three Oh, get those three right? of them? Okay, sure. Um, all right. Um, so that's a constitution saving throw. What's your DC? Uh, he passes. Uh... Uh, wait, my DC? Yeah, you're supposed to have DC. For oh, constitution. I think we decided last time it was a 13, right? I think so, 13 or 14. Um, either way, um, only one hellhound fails. Um, go ahead and roll your 2d8. Okay. That is not a 2d8. And I am once again without a pen. Back at it. That's what happens every time. Um, I have like 30 unsharpened pencils in my desk, which is really cool. Okay. <laughs> Really helpful. Okay, so we've got four hellhounds, a book golem, a statue, and a mage. So what? what um, sorry, what damage did you do? What, what did you roll? Six. Six. So uh, one hellhound. Um, this one right here takes the um, is full damage and is thrown. Uh, which one is it, Andrew? What? Which one is it? Uh, the one on the bottom right. Push 10 feet away from Roz um, and takes the full six hit points. Um, the other ones have it halved. The other two are halved. And in the book column as well. Um, okay, um, and that ends your invisibility. Yep. Um, so now you are standing there, Roz, all by yourself, with a bunch of terrifying monsters looking at you. <laughs> We're gonna get everybody to roll initiative. 
I got a 16. Can we run in before? Um, no, only Olivia and uh, Brock have run in so far. Okay. Um, okay, so... I got a 19. Who was that? Sorry? Olivia got a 19. Okay. I got a 13. Eight for Rosalind. Which is gonna suck. Ariadne got a 16. Gorgar? Sorga got 11. Is he lying about that, though? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> um, It'd be like a 25 if he was lying. <laughs> Five. Ooh, that was rough. So then again, he probably would want to avoid fighting, so maybe he <laughs> would lie on. <laughs> just get the order down correctly here. Um, Olivia's going to be going first, so I'm just going to go ahead and start off, Olivia. Okay, so Olivia is going to, let's see, my movement is 30 feet, so I'm going to move my whole 30 feet toward Roz. Six. And then I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on the mage that I can see. That's your spell scroll? With my spell scroll. Okay, um, what what uh, save is that? Um, that is a wisdom saving throw. And what? Sorry, who did you cast it on? The mage. Mage. Wisdom saving throw. What's your DC? Fourteen. Fails. Awesome. So they're gonna take three d six psychic damage. Twelve. Okay. Um, she goes, ah! um, and she does maintain concentration on her spell, uh, but she, she kind of has a headache and kind of wipes it off and starts uh, muttering some more. Um, Ivy, you are next. Okay. Ooh, so I would like to cast. Uh, um spike growth which has a range of 150 feet nice and i think i can have a straight shot right um or do i need to move first yeah you're you're probably gonna have to be in the room to be able to see where you're casting okay um, so why don't i let's see what is my speed is 30 feet so i'm gonna do Go ahead and take my movement and move 30 feet as close to the room as I can. Let's see, so. All right. And then I can see just inside the room. Okay, cool. And so I'm going to try to cast the growth, uh, spike growth. Uh, um, let me see that area. So it's got a 20 foot radius. I want to cast it so it from the from a point. So I want to cast it so that Rosalind is just outside of it. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. Right. 
So if you cast it right next to the mage there, mm-hmm. Laws will be just on the outside and it'll kind it'll encompass it'll encompass everybody. It's in there. Yep, that is definitely what I'm going to do. Yeah, so basically, um, area becomes difficult terrain when a creature moves into or within the area. They take two d four piercing damage for every five feet they move. Dang, twenty foot uh, so, radius. It's huge. I know. Huge. All right. All right. So, so what, how do you cast the spell? Um. So Ivy. Uh raises her arms her uh eyes turn solid white and she begins to grow and she chants an incantation and as she does this um just massive uh vines covered in razor sharp thorns start sprouting through the ground just you know destroying the wood and just entangling all over the place in that in the area that uh, these people are in, these creatures are in. The, the hellhounds go um, as they're very concerned about the spike growth that has now popped up all around them. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, any bonus actions? You already moved. I already moved, so I'm. That will be my full action. My, I. We should probably draw like a circle around that area. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm working on it right now. Oh, okay, cool. All right, um, all right cool. Um, anything else? No, that, that'll be it for me. Like you haven't made it impossible for them to move already. Um, Ariadne, it is your turn. Yeah, so I'm still outside, but I am going to cast Fly on myself. Awesome. Um, and I'm going to fly 60 feet into the room. All right. So that I can just catch right on up. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. 10, 15, 20, 20. Uh, which, way, which way do you want to go at this point? Like, I would have gone the way not within the field of spikes, as I would have oh, seen sure. Ivy cast that. So I would have gone down in front of Brock. You are, you are like, you're flying. So like, that lasts for what? It lasts for 10 minutes or until I stop. So whenever I get 60 feet, I'm going to land. Oh, okay. You can stay flying the whole time if you want. Uh, Because, I mean, I can. Sure, I'll stay flying. I have 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Each round only takes six seconds. So. um, Yeah, I'm going to stay in the air. I'm not going to touch down on that. Flying death incarnate. Um. So Ariadne, as you fly in, uh, you see this book golem, all these hellhounds, a mage in the center of everything. Um, and uh, you see a statue and the statue is extremely familiar to you because it is the form of your father, Thaddeus. Um, he had constructed a statue of himself and now it is coming to attack you. What? <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to do for your turn? I've already used my one action and moved. Uh, I can cast. Okay. I think that's all I'm going to do at the moment. Okay. Um, it's now the mage's turn, and she is going to continue whispering. Um, 
Book on. Um. Oh my god, I love it. Excuse me. Oof. Four twenty, blaze it. Um. Okay, the mage is going to continue to do that. Um, it is now um, uh, uh, Brock's turn. All right. Um, I'm going to move 30 feet towards the action. Okay. All right, so that's your 30 feet. Then I am going to uh, compel duel. Okay. The hellhound right in front of me. I I want to prove to myself that I can actually take down a hellhound. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. Is that a wisdom saving throw? Wisdom saving throw. Um. Where would it say that? On your spell, let's see. The spell description, what is it? You will. This is bonus action, concentration. Um, A wisdom saving throw, yes, it is. And your DC is 14? Yes. Uh, he passes. These hellhounds, man? These are pretty wise hellhounds, apparently. Like, come on. What do I have to do? Like, dress up as meat like Lady Gaga and run towards them? <laughs> um, so that was your bonus action. Uh, so you still have an action uh, left to do? Yes. Um, let's see. I think that's it, really. I can't really... I don't have any range, so... You don't have any javelins or anything? Oh. I, uh, actually, you know, I have a guiding bolt. Um, right. Compelled Duel is actually a level one spell. Um, you can't cast two spells in the same turn unless one is a cantrip. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, then, it's a bonus action is a spell. No, I'm going to do nothing. I'm just, I'm just okay. getting in position. Okay. All right. Uh, next, Zorgar. Alrighty. Um, so I have a movement of 30, so if you could bring me up as far as possible, just straight. So that's 30. Um, I will cast Misty Step, which is a second level spell, which lets me teleport. It's a bonus action. Um, which lets me teleport another 30 feet. Okay. Where do you want to go? Um, can I go, um, over here? However far 30 feet is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was your bonus action, your movement, um, you so your action. As, as an action, I'd like to cast... Lightning Bolt. Um, is that a cantrip? It is a third level spell. Um, so same thing with that. Um, if you cast two spells in one turn, one has to be a cantrip, um, even if it's a bonus action. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. So you have a level spell that you can cast as a bonus action and a cantrip you can cast as an action. 
Good. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Then I will cast Firebolt on okay. the book golem. Oh, no. Um, is that a range spell? Um, no, I got to hit. Okay. Well, it is a range spell, but yeah, I've got to hit him. Okay. Um, and that's 24 to hit. That'll hit. Boom. And, oh, can't see. And that's 12 fire damage. Is it fire damage? Yeah. All right. You smack, uh, this, you smack this golem, and he rears back in pain. <laughs> Starts kind of like patting out this fire that's kind of burst on him. Um, the statue of uh, Thaddeus um, opens its jaw, seeing this knowledge set on fire, and yells, My books! <laughs> All right. Um, oh wait, that was it. Okay. Um, awesome. Um, I think that's all you've got. Rosalind, it's your turn. Okay. Um, so I can I do my movement after my action? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to use suggestion on the mage. Okay. Um, all right. Which I should have just done the first time, but I forgot I had it. <laughs> um what is uh let's see the range is 30 feet okay. so i think i'm already in range to use it okay so let's see wisdom savings though yeah and what's your and your dc's 13 how how do i know what my dc <laughs> Um, so it's your proficiency bonus plus your spellcasting modifier. So for you, it would be charisma. Your charisma modifier plus um, your um, proficiency bonus plus eight. Then, yes. No, 14. A 14? Yep. She just passes. Uh, so your suggestion spell fails. Great. Um, Are you on D&D Beyond? Uh Shan? No, I just filled out a like PDF. Oh, okay. Hey, that's why I'm always confused. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else? Like, do any bonus actions, movement? Um. Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna step back a little bit. Um. So, like, actually, can I? Can I get behind Olivia? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't want to be that close to those hellhounds um but then i'm gonna give olivia some bardic inspiration and i start singing born this way now that i know that lady gaga is part of this universe (laughs) encouraging her to be her true barbarian self (laughs) all right um all right so the statue um it's now the statue's turn um, it has clocked Ariadne flying in the air. Um, and so the statue is going to move forward um, 5, 10, 15, 20 to here. Um, and they are going to take damage from the spike growth. Let's see how much. Um. We're going to take some damage from the spike growth. Um, 
And then they're going to grab this table and throw it at Ariadne. Ah. What's your AC, Ariadne? Um, let me make sure I don't have a different... Uh, 13. Um, table smashes into you, Ariadne, um, and knocks you to the ground, and you're gonna take, um, you're gonna take eight points of bludgeoning damage from this table. That's fair. That hurt. As a reaction, I, uh, I'm gonna pull out my hammer of retribution. Because I got it from Rachel. She... Okay. So, um, it doesn't look after I've rolled anything. Hang on, let me see what that's. You just showed me to me, so let me. Yeah, so basically, as a reaction, I can choose to take damage dealt to another target within 30 feet. And then each poison of damage taken is added to a pool. And when I have a successful hit with my hammer, I can do stuff with that. And Willie can choose to take the damage dealt to their target within 30 feet. Does that mean you absorb the damage, like, so she doesn't take it? That's what my understanding is. Um, okay. So, uh, Ariadne, you do not take eight points of damage. You are knocked to the ground by the flying table. Um, Brock takes that eight points of damage. And then, oh, well. um, that eight points of damage is now transferred to a pool, um, that he can unleash with his hammer. Awesome. Uh, team play from Brock. Um, all right, that's the statue. Um, I just really want to kill one of these hellhounds. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's more selfish reasons. So uh, the hellhounds turn is next. Um, this one in, in the very front, Courtney is going to charge directly at Brock. He is going to take some damage from the spikes. Um. little bit of damage from the spikes um he's gonna run forward take a chomp at brock and miss um he kind of lunges at you but then the, the reflection from the hammer kind of gets in his face um this hellhound over on the side right here is gonna exit the spike growth um and is going to take some damage. Um, but then they're going to run up 5, 10, 15, 20. Um, they're going to take a full dash um, and run up heading towards Ariadne um, who's underneath the table there. Then the other... Movement's the, 20 feet, right, Andrew? Uh, Hellhound's movement is 25 feet. Oh, okay. Oh, did he, get, did he get there? Yeah. She's covered by a table, though. Um, this hellhound right here um, is going to exit the spike growth as well. Um, um, and then it's going to head, same thing, full dash to try to like come around the back of the group. Um, and then that last hellhound, 
This is going to be fun. The last hellhound wants to jump off of the, wants to jump up onto the back of the book golem and then launch itself out of the spike growth. Um, but in doing so, slips off the book golem's back and rolls into the spike growth to the left, um, taking even more damage. Um, so it's going to take... It's going to take some of that damage there. Um, and that's its turn, because it fell down, and now it's hurt. Kind of wipes at some of the spikes in its nose. All right. So uh, pleased with my spikes. <laughs> uh, the book golem is going to come forth. Um, let me see its movement real quick. Um, it is going to come out. It's 20 feet of movement, so it's going to just come straight out of the growth there. This is what I get for trying to do something. Comes right up to Zorgar. Um, see? I always hated libraries. <laughs> um, and it's going to take a swing at you. Zorgar, what's your... Uh, oh, that's a nat 20. Um, <sighs> Zorgar, you're going to take... Um, 18, uh, 18 slashing damage as the paper uh, gives you a bunch of paper cuts um, as it slashes into you. Ooh, I'm down to one hit point. Because we didn't heal between the last thing, right? Nope. All right, that is the book golem's turn, and we're back to the top with Olivia. Okay, so I want to do something... A little crazy. I want to climb on top of this bookshelf. Okay. Do I need to do an acrobatics check for that or anything? Uh, yeah, or athletics, either one. Okay, hang on. Um, right. So that's an 18. Okay, you're scrambled up there. Okay, cool. So I'm going to take my movement to run to the end of this shelf. Okay. And I'm going to throw my dagger at the mage. Okay. Um, make a make a, a raid attack. That's a twenty-four. That'll hit. Cool. So that's just going to do one d four plus three. So that's going to be five. And then. Um, Olivia's getting real mad. I'm real mad. Um, so I'm going to, as bonus action, I'm going to rage and I'm going to slam my hand down into the bookshelf underneath me and pull up my uh, my axe, Destiny. All right. Um, so the mage goes, ah, dang it. Um, and kind of uncrosses her arms to like pull the dagger out. And then looks up and sees you with your magic axe. And is like, oh, shoot. And just so you guys know, my rage looks like Regina George when she finds out that Katie is sabotaging her. It's just one long, high-pitched scream. So. I love it. It's great. Hi. Um, uh, Ivy. 
I will take my movement action to move a little bit further in. Uh, let's see, so it's 30 feet. Uh, I would like to move, move just to the end of the bookshelf straight in front of me. So I'm not, so I'm, I'm still got cover on two sides there. Oh man, I'm being difficult. I'm causing all the problems for <laughs> this uh, lucid chart. <laughs> um, but when I get there, I will cast Healing Word on uh, Zorgar. Okay. Oh, something feels tingly. What is this? <laughs> Shoot, it's all of four healing. Um, yeah. Spell did not, was not quite as effective. <laughs> I'm sorry, this wasn't very effective, but have a little bit of life. It's not time for you to go to die yet. <laughs> Tastes all like right, root beer. Um, this is good. And then your action? Yeah, so that's my action. Uh, am I allowed to do a cantrip for a bonus so action? Yeah, so Healing Word actually is a bonus action, I believe. Um, oh. So oh, no, it's a first-level spell. Uh, it should still be a bonus action. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, if it's a bonus action, it's a first-level spell, you can still do a cantrip. Okay, okay. In that case, I will cast Chill Touch on the Hellhound next to Zorgar. Okay. Which is um, the most inaccurately named uh, spell of all. It's you don't have to touch uh, it, right? does you don't have to touch and it doesn't do chilling damage. It's necromancy, actually. <laughs> um, is that a is that a range spell? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> range spell that does necrotic damage. Okay, so sixteen to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Two D eight. Eight necrotic damage. Um, the dog goes oh, 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 as like this gross necrotic hand grabs grabs a uh, an undead newspaper and says, "Bad dog." It's a <laughs> um, yeah. All right, Ariadne, it's your turn. You are underneath the table. Okay, there we go. All right, so I'm actually going to cast Radiant Soul. Okay. Um, it lasts for one minute. Um, and I'm going, well, I'm going to come, I'm going to crawl out from under the table first. Okay. This, hold on. I'm going to crawl out near Rosalind. Okay. Or like, actually, can I crawl out in between Brock and Rosalind that way? Sure. Oh, sure. There, yeah. That's where I'm going to crawl out from between. And then I'm going to cast Radiant Soul and that's for a minute. And during it, I spread beautiful wings behind me, very similar to my father's. Um, and I have a flying speed again yeah. um, of uh, 30 feet. And yeah. then I also can deal extra damage Awesome. with this. Um, can I still cast another spell or is that my action or? Um, we're going to call that a bonus action because I don't see where it says. It says you can end it as a bonus action. So I'm going to go ahead oh. and say bonus action to do it. So Perfect, that's a bonus action. And then I'm going to cast um, 
uh, can I cast Ray of Frost? Because I'm flying again. Can I mm-hmm. cast it and I get two rays at this one and this one, unless this one, the bookshelf is in the way? Um, no, you can cast that, that, Well, that's fine. So I, oh, I have to roll. I have okay. to see. Um, I got an 18. Okay, little hip. Okay. So you see this beautiful light that's fr- it's frost it's frost it might look yellow but it's blue frost shoot out from me and i aim it at both of the hellhounds and it's like very energy it's bright it's energy it's flowing i aim it at them damage um yes I'm so bad. I have like eight different like sheets of paper. I feel like <laughs> that I have to like keep scrolling between to find what I need. And I'm like, this is so hard. The only bad thing about a dice bag is finding the dice you need in it. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Okay. Um, that is going to be 12 damage. Oh, plus because I have the extra damage, I do five extra radiant damage to each target. Oh, no, just kidding, to one target. So okay. I'm going to do it to this one that was underneath the table and coming after me. Okay. Um, so, so one of them takes, uh, uh, one of them would take 17 and the other one would take 12. The one that's in front of Brock um, freezes solid, falls over, and shatters into a thousand pieces. Yay! And then the other one, you hit him, you boop him in the snoot with the ray of frost, and he's. Nice. Um, I'll, I'll come back for him. I'll come back. Um, for him. All right, it's now the mage's turn. Um, the mage's spell has been interrupted, so the glowing green skulls are gone. Um, but this mage looks really mad. Um, and she raises both of her hands up into the air, and then she brings them down and sweeps out. And I'm going to need every single one of you guys to make. I just need to double check which one. A dexterity saving throw. That's a 22 for Olivia. Okay. 10 for me. That's just a d20 we roll, right? With plus our dexterity bonus. Mm hmm. Thorgar got an 11. I got a 6. I got a 16. Ariadne also got a 16. Okay. Um, anybody who got over a 14, or anybody who got under a 14, takes 37 points of fire damage. That's so... Um, and everybody who saved takes half of that. So, um, uh, 15 or no, uh, 17. Okay. I am unconscious. I would assume that breaks my concentration on those spikes. Ah, yes, it does. So those can disappear. I am also unconscious. I'm I took half damage because I'm fire resistant, but still. Okay. 
and I'm oh, down wait. Two. Ariadne has a res has a resistance to all damage. Okay, so you'll have that. Hold on, wait. Just kidding. I'm reading the wrong thing. Never mind. That was Andrew, since sweet. I'm since I'm raging, do I have so seventeen? It's fire damage, um, so you do not have resistance to that. Wait, wait. I have resistance to fire damage, so I, does that mean I take half damage? That's right. Andrew, actually, since I'm a since I'm the bear totem, I have resistance to all damage other than psychic. Oh, okay. Then yeah. So I take eight. Yes. All right. So who's down? Rosalind is down. Zorgar's down. Rosalind. Zorgar's down. Okay. Um, also caught up in that fireball were the hellhounds. Um, who, even though they're immune to fire damage, uh, because they were attacked by the person who summoned them, uh, they actually just <laughs> disappear. And the book golem has burst into flames and is now ash on the ground. After uh, the fire clears, Brock screams in frustration. He had his chance to take down a dog. It just disappeared in front of him. You're like just about to swing. <laughs> yes. Um... So uh, the statue's still up, and so is the mage. I'd like to make sure that I get access to the mage's body once it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did uh, did Ivy survive? I actually did survive. I have uh, feral tiefling fire resistance that I did not realize. You know, one of those things where once you mentioned it, it was like, oh yeah, tiefling. Yeah, but does that mean that the spike growth is still in effect? Um, go ahead and roll your concentration, uh, Jacob. How do you do that? Uh, roll a d10, and it, or d20, I mean. And if it's over uh, 10, then it stays up. And if it's under, then it's not. It is under, so it, uh, it, you, you don't, I'm not going to make you do that all over again, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. I would have just... I would have done it after we left. All right, so, so we'll see you guys uh, next week. Conclusion of this library. Bye guys. Bye. 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 Yeah, that was super fun.